You're listening to the Versus Node podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. Hey guys, it's episode 50. How did that happen? Well, we counted up from 49. <laughs> right, but we were just on 38, so how did we get to 50? Oh. Jeez. So maybe we weren't on 49. But we were. Oh. Well, then I have no idea. What is happening <laughs> right now? <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, this is this is actually our 50th episode of Versus Note. Um, all the, we've had 12 replay shows and 38 numbered editions. Oh. And uh, for a new year, new generation, it's uh, almost like a new show. We're going to start with episode 50. But yeah, um, I'm Eddie Inzotto, and this is uh, the Versus Node crew. We've got Dan Crabtree. What's up, Dan? Hey, what up? Uh, you've already heard Josh Robinson. Cowbunga. <laughs> this is going to be my thing from now on. Nice. <laughs> and it's taken, it's taken, you can't, okay. <laughs> and the bewildered Greg Galifa. Can I say can I say Bossa Nova then if Josh says Cowabunga? Bossa Nova? <laughs> Chevy Nova. Oh, I love that movie so much. <laughs> My thing is gonna be Cat Scratch Fever And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just not as loony as you guys today, I guess. <laughs> loony. That's a word we're going to start bringing back in 2014. Along with Cowabunga. Cowabunga, Looney, all that stuff. So, yeah, it is 2014. 2014 or 2014? What are we going with? 2014. Yeah. Oh, wow, unanimous decision. Okay, so it's 2014, and there are a bunch of new games coming out. So we, we kind of want to just talk about what our most anticipated games of the year are going to be be they on the new consoles or the old consoles or, or what have you. And I guess just a general survey of the landscape of gaming in 2014, because there's a lot of stuff on the radar. Um, well, I guess I'm going to I'm gonna just start out and say, we know that I want to play Dark Souls 2. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and that is coming. And I have a feeling that it's going to be my favorite game on the PS3 or Xbox 360. Um, are, are any of you guys interested in that? Or we're still mm, I'm still no. lonely in the Dark Souls camp. Yeah, we so, talked about someday, yeah, you, someday. You can tell me all about it because I'm not going to play it. I would like if to we play had it. Anthony here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he uh, is my brother in uh, in scaredness. I, I don't know the right word. And being you know, afraid. Anthony, Anthony's a real soul, bro. Oh wait, wait. That's right. He said he just got into it. Yeah. yeah okay. Greg, Greg was scared. Right? I, I am scared, but I am very intrigued. I would like <laughs> to play it very much. Uh, I haven't played through much of Dark Souls, the first one. Um, but it's, it's like now that you know everyone keeps talking about it and it just keeps coming up all the time. I'm like, all right, I have to, I have to try this game out. I figure I'll just get a fresh start with Dark Souls too. Just do it. I know. And I think, I think Dan just he's not scared, but just doesn't care. Is that yeah. right, Dan? I I want to. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> forget these games. <laughs> I want to. I just yeah. yeah. Maybe if they had a Bioshock crossover. Oh god. Maybe. Yeah. 
Don't don't do that. <laughs> that would be weird. Whoever, don't, no, don't mix those don't. two. Don't do these things. No. That'd just be weird. <laughs> Eddie, I figured you were going to lead off with um, the witness. No, no, I was waiting for you. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, tell me to about say it. it. To say it. What I mean. Okay, so are you able to explain the core mechanic? I'm not sure that I am yeah, yeah, adequate yeah. So, to the task. So what they've done this time around is they they basically just set the player on an, an island, essentially. And it's not really clear exactly what the point is, what the, what the purpose is. And I think that develops as you go, which is awesome, in my opinion. But um, you, you travel around this island... Um, and it's, it's like regular, it's like there are buildings, there's some gardens, some trees, whatever, you, you can go down to the beach, but as you, as you explore, you encounter these puzzles that are all, they seem to be very similar, um, but, but I'm sure all different, and they, they're based on these panels that are somewhat geometric, uh, in design, like, like they're almost like... I guess like Menza mind games or, or something like that, visual spatial sort of tasks. Is that what you guys are getting from it, from what you've seen? That's yeah, that's about the sense I got. And I heard... I, th- I think that there's some relationship sometimes between disparate elements, meaning like there could be a clue in the environment or yeah. you have to do something in the puzzle that then affects the you know, so there there's really no rules binding it. It's not like a concrete like you play Peggle and this happens. It's like it sort of morphs my understanding is that it morphs with the game. Yeah, I kinda I heard it described or read it described that you, you kinda get it when you experience it. Like like there's sort of an in, intangible or indescribable aspect to the way that the puzzles sort of click with a person when you're actually in that moment. And, I mean, as much as that sounds like bullshit, I, I kind of believe it. Like, I, I believe that it's going to be very wonderful when I finally sit down and, and try it out. So that's exciting. I'm definitely excited for that. It's a good-looking game, too, and it'll be cheap, and yeah. it'll be on PS4, so that's cool. I don't know. I'm assuming it'll also be on PC. I don't know about other platforms. But. Right. Yeah, PS4 is really doing pretty well, I guess, with those sorts of games. They're really supporting that. Sort Speaking of, of which, Octodad. One of the <laughs> boom, <laughs> deadliest catch. Love that. Yeah. There's, oh, there's a bunch of games on here that are ending up on PS4. <clears throat> Hohokam would be another one. Um, but yeah, Octodad, deadliest catch. Uh, I think it's just more of what we were given. And more polished than what was in the the one that's online right now and free and you can play where. Uh, so that's awesome. Hohokam, super chill game. You're uh, a wind snake. Yeah, that's I'm not. The pi- really that's the pitch. Wind snake. Let's describe that's... Hohokam a little bit. That's a little <laughs> okay. less on everyone's radar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hohokam. Uh, it's what's the view that I'm looking for? It's a planar view. You are looking at. A, 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 a sort of a floating series of universes, and uh, they're, they're all just like sort of these compact levels, and uh, they all have their own sort of laws, their own physics, their own. Uh, there's like one world that's like globules of water that you can swim between. Um, there's another world that's um, guys flying kites. There's another world that's people who can't turn on their own light bulbs. So. 
Yeah, as, as you can understand from my description that it's that far afield, and the idea is, is also as hard to grasp of why you would play it. You know, what's the point? <laughs> like, what's the point? So, it, oh. as, I got a question. Like, um, would it be inaccurate to say that it's like a 2D version or a 2D interpretation of what perhaps like a Super Mario Galaxy would be like? Uh no, it's it. I mean it. It would be if you were platforming, but you're not. You're just sort of a free floating snake, and you just uh, determine his direction. Okay. So what I'm getting uh, is you're Falcor, and you're floating <laughs> in the sky. Yes. Game of the year. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like the mechanic from like the game Worms or Centipede. Okay. okay yeah. Or Snake. Yeah. Or whatever. It's like that mechanic, except it's a little bit more freeform, um, and you can speed up a little and slow down a little, but you just sort of move around, and as you move around, you'll maybe affect this thing that then affects this thing. You'll pick up a guy, and you'll drop him off, and he'll get an acorn, and then he'll go somewhere else, and if you take him there, he'll fly a kite. And so, and, and like I said, there's no real like definitive, like, go here, do this, and you, and you can skip entire levels if you want. You can just, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just move on. So it's sort of just one of those, do it for the experience of it. So it's very sounds, relaxing. Sounds pretty chill. chill. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I think probably the coolest thing about it, which is not a huge deal, but I, it gets at something that could be a huge deal eventually, uh, is that on the PS4, you guys are familiar with the PS4 controller that has the light on the back of it? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, so this... this worm that you control is a, a rainbow. He's several different colors, but he's usually one color primarily at any given time, depending on what you're doing. And You can change that color by pressing one of the buttons. I don't remember which one. And based on what color he is on the screen, the light on the back of the PS4 controller will change to that color. The idea was, they said, if you are playing in a dark room, that is the mood of your space around the TV. Because now this light is sort of oh. eminent. It's sort of like the idea when they were talking about, like, what's the Xbox One? Is it going to be this crazy, like, it's environmental, it's projecting things around you, too? Which obviously it's not, but that was, it's getting at that idea of can we expand the game outside of the TV? Right. right. So they're okay. taking something that people were kind of complaining about and using it as part of the game. You, you guys heard <laughs> yeah. that, right? Everyone kind of whining about how the, the controller lights up the room and becomes distracting. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to they're trying to capitalize on it. We'll see. I mean, I I think it's probably you know most people won't notice and it'll be whatever. So how about something a little bit more uh, mainstream? You mentioned the order eighteen eighty six. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm really I was reading about that game recently. Uh, I, I believe it's exclusive to PS4 mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean it's ready at dawn. They're pretty. Yeah, yeah, unlocked. yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I'm loving the style of it, this, you know, steampunk, uh, Victorian age, England. Um, yeah. You have all these crazy, this gear that just seems very customizable and, um, you know, the world seems very well developed and it seems like it has a lot of character in it. Uh, it looks like one of those games that, similar to um, Dishonored, 
you know, the the world itself becomes its own character and you can kind of just, I hate, I hate saying that. I hate being the person that says that. <laughs> the world is a character. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's good. It is good. I mean, it's a good thing to have. I just hate, I hate like, you know, that's like the, the thing about the game. Like about, oh, the world, about the world has a lot of character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I just, you know, it's just one of those games that looks very beautiful from the development yeah. side. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, the gameplay aspects don't aren't just trite and, you know, what you expect from a first-person shooter. I'm hoping that it becomes something a bit more uh, engaging. But, you know, from now, for now, from what I've seen, it looks, it's like something that I would, I would enjoy playing. So, so is it clear they, what we're doing in terms of narrative in, in the order? Uh, that I'm actually not sure about. Um, let me see if I can... They haven't shown us any gameplay yet, have they? It's, uh, I mean, it's it was just one trailer... And I think there was like a small demo trailer as well, okay. but nothing really too uh, too involved at the moment, from what I've seen anyway. It does look pretty sweet, and Ready at Dawn has, I think, proven themselves time and time again. I really dig Ready at Dawn, what they've yeah. done with the God of War series and stuff. But this, I mean, this is a very different project. For <laughs> it's them, true, so it's, not... it's true. But yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting to see. As much as I, I really hate literature from the Victorian era, <laughs> I love that games are getting into that. It's just a really fascinating time, like Order 1886. Yeah. That yeah. I think something, you know, like this fascination with vampires and, and werewolves and steel, iron, electric technology, Tesla, oils, right? Steam and punk. like sweet mustaches. And Goggles. so, yeah, mustaches. <laughs> More gears. You also see that coming from oddly an international developer, um, Thief Thief Four, yes. I guess mm. it is, or as the developers call it, Thief. Uh, so, <laughs> I, but here's here's my beef with Thief. This is really good. can you please do this in a freestyle way? <laughs> can you please freestyle your issues? <laughs> It was it was not even intentional. <laughs> all right, all right. What's, what's the thief I'm beef? So sorry. Well, the rhyme more often for you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so my beef with thief is is that there does not okay. So they have one cutscene which presumably is towards the beginning of the story where where one of the guys is talking to Garrett the protagonist character and he's like I got a bunch of guys who need a bunch of things stolen from and I'm like great there's the plot that's the rest of the game <laughs> I really hope that's not the case because that's like Assassin's Creed 1 you know they're like here's nine yeah. people that you need to assassinate and ending Go. Like, oh gosh that's so frustrating so hopefully there's a little bit more to it than that and just kind of cool action set piece they certain I think that they got stealth the mechanics of it right it's tough to do first-person stealth mechanics. Yeah. Dishonored did it well, but yeah, I'm really high on the on the uh, the first-person stealth stuff after <clears throat> Dishonored and what I think is one of 2013's most underappreciated games, Metro: Last Light. I've been having a lot of fun going through and being stealthy in that, so yeah. I'm really I'm excited to do some more first-person stealth. And Thief is probably a really good way to do it. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's um, the light dark mechanic works really well. It's really apparent. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think the 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 thing that really makes stealth strong is that there's a clear delineation of you know if you do something wrong, you know what you did wrong. 
there's not this mystery of you know that's yeah. that's yeah. when it gets really frustrating when you don't like a stealth game is when you're like oh oh I moved like I wasn't you know <laughs> what I do that time but if you move and it's like oh I moved at the wrong time or then I think that's when a stealth game when it has that really great feedback visually even the feedback prior to to making a mistake or doing it's kind of like that natural sense of gameplay where it's like okay I know if I do this right now it'll set it off. Like, without even having done it before, I know that if I do this in a certain way, like, it's going to go wrong. So I have to, like, think about it in a different capacity. Right. I mean, to to say that is as much to say a good stealth game is a great strategy game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is why I never play them, because I'm terrible at it. Fair. Well, how about this one? That, uh, I don't know that it's as stealthy as the series used to be. But Metal Gear Solid, right? That's a 2014 release, isn't it? That's the one in the, in the uh, you know, in the, I think it's in Afghanistan. I think that's where it takes Part place. Part of it, yeah. Yeah. It's probably all over the place. That's where like, the open world is. But it looks pretty good from the, the video that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone has had a chance to touch the game, but but visually, I expect it to be good. They're They're implementing a lot of interesting stuff, right? They're doing weather and time and open world and riding side saddle. Oh my god! <laughs> That's like just, the big thing. Which doesn't make riding horse, on the side of a horse. Me. It's like, oh, there's just a horse riding by. Yeah, that by bothers itself. me so much. That makes no sense. Like, oh, there's just a horse with a saddle rolling by. That makes complete sense. There's nobody on there. Like, it's like a, a car driving by with, with no, the person <laughs> ducked down. Oh, that's just a car that for a drive. I've never seen a car before. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, but, I mean, I, I expect the game to, to probably be pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing... So, I recently finished Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, um, yep. the greatest name in video game history. <laughs> um, and I forgot how how preachy the Metal Gear games can be. Gosh, thank you, yes. They can be so preachy and just so much monologuing. And there was one point when one of the characters was talking about memes in a serious context, and I I just couldn't take it seriously because he kept kept saying memes, and I didn't know what he was talking about, so I just, like, imagined, you know, like, like overly attached girlfriend, like, blowing up the world or something. I don't know, it just, like, and I'm afraid that, like, with Phantom Pain, like with Metal Gear Solid Five, I I'll like it less because of that. Um, like I'm I'm kind of disappointed that Phantom Pain turned out to be a Metal Gear game because the original trailer for Phantom Pain was just so different and just something uh, just so disarming and strange and bizarre. And then it just I mean it, you know it still looks like a fun Metal Gear game, but I don't know. Part of me is a little sad that it turned out to be. Uh, another entry in the franchise. I was hoping it to be something a bit different, but yeah. Well, I kind of like. I don't, I just kind of almost just wonder if uh, if Kojima is even. I, I'm sure he could. I don't know. I just kind of feel like he's stretched too thin. Like he's trying to do so many games now. Um, I don't know how much of an you know how much involvement he had in in Revengeance and Probably. whatever else, but. I don't know. It just feels like he, it used to be that the, yeah, the first game, the second game, they were very like um, you. You kind of knew where each game stood, um, and each each game to me had a very distinct story. 
Um, you knew kind of like where they were, you know, where they were in, in the timeline. But I, I'm so confused now. I don't even know what's going on. I almost don't even care anymore. Yeah, that, that's that's also true. Because um, I believe this one is Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid 3. From Snake Eater. I think this one takes place yeah, after Snake yeah. Eater. The timeline for Metal Gear Solid oh, okay. is just, yeah, I believe this takes place in the 80s <laughs> or the 90s. Oh, goodness. It's so convoluted. I mean, I wouldn't mind just having Metal Gear Solid 3 over and over again, to be honest. <laughs> just, just have that game erase all the other ones. I love that game. I don't know. What else? What about you, Josh? Anything you're really looking forward to? Uh, yeah, I've got a, a pretty good little list here. Um, Give us one. Uh, there, there's a number of Nintendo stuff, but I will either save that for later or save that for you guys if, if you want to mention it. But I think the first thing I want to go with is an Ubisoft game, okay. uh, Child of Light. Yo, uh, yes, ooh. absolutely. It's so I, good. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, I really don't know a lot about it, but it it's a 2D uh, RPG, turn-based, and... Um, at least from the little bit that I've seen, I saw like a developer walkthrough and, and some trailers, and the art style almost looks sort of like watercolors. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's uh, really amazing. It, it seems very serene. I mean, I'm sure there are probably some some uh, you know crazier parts in the game, but it, it just I don't know. It seems real tranquil so far. Uh, I, I don't know any more than that, but it just it looks really nice. I'm intrigued. So, well, hey, uh, it's it's Ubisoft Montreal. And it has sort of that whimsy of Prince of Persia, so I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so that that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I hope uh, now I know I'm pretty sure that's multi-platform. I know it's coming out on Wii U. Uh, I would assume it's probably coming out for everything else. So it is, yeah. Well, in that same vein, I think Valiant yeah. Hearts: yep. uh, The Great War is going to be pretty great too. I think it looks good. I don't what know. About, uh, that is. What is that? It's, I don't know about that one. It's another UV art thing, although it does not look like all of the other UV art products. Um, it's a 2D perspective. I think there may be a little bit of depth to the 2D. But it's you playing as five different characters during World War One, all of whom uh, have separate stories that intertwine. A, a cook, uh, a, a German soldier who is in love with the cook's daughter. and I mean, just... Uh, and more an emotional tale than anything else. Not a, an action, not a platform, just a just a story. Sure. That's supposed to affect you somehow. Right. Thank, thank goodness we <clears throat> figured out that you can do that now. With game, <laughs> like it took us this long. <laughs> well, Ubisoft has a few other things in the pot too. We've got the division. Oh right? yeah. That demo. Oh. At E3. Uh, was I don't know. It looked really cool. I, I it was definitely the type of game I would love to play. I just uh, whenever I see those types of games, I immediately get anxious because I'm like, oh god, I have to get like three other friends with me. Oh man, <laughs> so hard to organize. I'm never gonna have this experience. Nothing. You don't. You don't like it now. I have two friends. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> No, I yeah, I don't. I'm gonna shoot some things some more. I don't yeah. like what? Why? Why is this better? It seems to me like that and Destiny are basically vying for the exact same spot. It's just yeah. one is sci-fi and one is like, meh, well, it's still sort of it's, science fiction. Well, but the division is 
is post-apocalyptic. Yeah. New York City. What is it like? Manhattan versus Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think like Watch Dogs that. is Chicago. I think. And Watch Dogs is Chicago. Yeah. But Watch Dogs has a, a sort of different perspective on. Right. Things. I think the division yeah. and and Destiny are more like this MMO. Right, that they're, true, true, yeah. they're always online. You're all, you're always supposed to be playing with other people. Raids, that's a bit you know competitive. PvP, PvE, all that biz, which is cool, and naturally where the shooter should go. Right, I think Destiny yeah. is cool, but I think uh, this generation is going to see a lot more shift toward that that blurred know. line between the competitive shooter and the MMO style experience. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. It's I think that's so. It's, cool. If nothing else, they're pioneering games. Sure. You know what though is a game that I'm hoping to come out on a specific platform <laughs> in 2014. It's already out on one specific platform, but it's useless to most people. Mm. You're talking uh, about Ouya and Towerfall. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, talk well, about an amazing. <laughs> Talk about an amazing multiplayer game that is completely wasted <laughs> on the Ouya. I believe do you, uh, do you have an Ouya. Do you? Have, <laughs> I have not an Ouya. No, I am Ouya-less. Um, Guys, but I think you, it's supposed to come out on Ouya? PC. Is, it, right? is that their tagline? Can that be their tagline? Do you Ouya? I feel like we just... We just <laughs> You just a little too late, I think. It. <laughs> it is way too promotion, late. Galifa, <laughs> getting the new office. No, I think it's supposed to come out at least on PC, maybe on some of the other consoles as well. PS4. Which, PS4, yeah? Yeah, it's from the PS4. Excellent. Couch co-op, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, the PS4 trend of getting those types of games. I think that, that game, I mean, I've heard so much about it. Um, I mean, I've heard uh, different critics call it the Ouya, the Towerfall machine, um, yeah, yeah. the hundred dollar Towerfall machine. Um, yeah, I think I'm, that's like one of the main games I'm very excited for to like see come to other consoles and just to give it a shot because I heard it's like it's like Smash Brothers, um, like 2D Smash Brothers is basically what I've heard it as being described. As um, I don't know how you know how accurate that is, but that's yeah, it's sort of like that with like archery <laughs> and stuff. Right, yeah. yeah, it's a competitive archery multiplayer game. Yeah, but it's on those sort of platformy, single-screen kind of levels, like right. Smash Brothers, that sort of thing. But the physics of it are really intricate. Like, it's not like you shoot left and your arrow just goes left infinitely. Like, the arrow has no, a, a has specific an arc. arc. Yeah. And, and that arc can be affected by wind or fire or something in the environment. Uh so and and it's all very fast and frantic. So So in other words it's it's uh, com- competitive angry birds. It already sounds more complex than Smash Brothers. <laughs> hey yeah. now, no. Is there supposed to be the new Smash Bros Wii U is that supposed to come yeah. out this year? It's yeah, gonna be so. glorious. Is it will be? Uh three D S too. On twenty fourteen? Well, that that is uh, that's what Sakurai is is hoping for. I think they even I think Femitsu interviewed him recently, and he said, "My my goal is to get this game out this year." Oh wow! Cool. Is he, what he meant to say is, "My goal is to own the holiday." <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, better late than never. So listen, listen. If Nintendo 
throws down on another Major Zelda title, mm-hmm. and they have another Super Smash Bros. And God forbid yeah, we hear that something is coming from Retro that has to do with Metroid. Mm-hmm. They could own the holiday season for yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be nice. All, all I want after playing a Link Between Worlds is a redo of, you know, some Metroid, Super Super Metroid. Give me Super Metroid. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what I want. Like, please. I mean, they're already doing it with Donkey Kong. They got you know the new Donkey Kong game coming out. Yeah, um, and I mean, you know, Metroid Prime is great, but I feel like you know we had that trilogy. Let's. I want to go back to the two D. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's so many games mimicking, you know, Metroidvania. Like, why not just do it? Here's, Destroy here's, them all. Here's the reason why not. And, and I think it's it's subtle, but it's important, is that there are very careful design choices built into Super Metroid, among other Metroid games. But a lot of the good Metroid games, 2D, Metroidvania style, that that hold that tension delicately in place. The tension of exploration and power, you know, the uh, yeah, power yeah. fantasy and you're, you're being beat down at the same time. And there's this ominous force and you don't, there's a sense of wonder and something can happen suddenly. And so there's this, and Metroid fusion was another one that did this really well. Yeah. That just, but it, that tension can break in a second. You can have one room that, um, it's like here's all the bad guys, and <laughs> you gotta have total, you know. And that's now you've just ruined that like twenty minutes of the game, right? Mm. Uh, and so, but I think the whole a, style is is really appealing. That that sequential and methodical unlocking of space that you've already encountered and hold in your mind somewhere, and then like you're yeah. able to go back. It, it's very, I don't know. I think feel like it's a very human emotion to to need that sort of unlocking of your world because i um one of my favorite games of 2013 was tomb raider and i felt a lot Mm -hmm. of that same metroidvania Mm -hmm. quality to it and that is what really one of the things that really made me like it so much yeah i didn't want i didn't want that game to end i didn't want tomb raider to end yeah like i I was so surprised because i mean i think i played it for i think it was like a 10 to 12 hour game um and by the end, I was like, I want, I want to explore more. Like, I don't, you know, I, it's just, it's really, it says a lot about that game that they were able to add so much to the exploration side um, that, like, I feel like Uncharted doesn't have, and that game was clearly trying to be in the same vein as an Uncharted game. And, like, it adds that element, and it does it so uh, convincingly. Like, it, it was, for me, it was overwhelming at first, but, like, by two hours in, I just wanted to like find everything and go back and explore every little thing that I could. Exactly. Uh, I wanted to raid tombs. There's yeah. never <laughs> enough. Eddie, I think the thing that you're getting at uh, that I to- I, and I totally agree with you is this great feedback loop of exploration, and there are a couple of yeah, different definitely. genres or games that do it well, and that's one of them because it's the feedback loop is you get a reward for going somewhere. Like you go there, and now on your little mini map. That room is alighted and it's revealed, and now you can go back there and, and you know what's in it. I think another great and sort of an, an analogy there is Skyrim or any of the Elder Scrolls games. You go somewhere and boom, now that that looks different on your map. You've conquered it. Yeah, You've earned but it, this space just yeah. by being there, right? And now it has and on this top other of that, value. Having yeah. been there, now once you've been there and you collected that thing that's there. 
Now you already know in your head there are five other places that you can now go. Yeah. That yeah. that moment is like, oh, now and I, I think, can go to all those things that I've seen and had no idea how to get through. Yeah. Now it's just like so clear to me, and I have all these options, and, and my I world think, is uh, better. I think the best game, the games that do that best are those that keep you. Like I was talking about this recently with with Link to, Between Worlds, uh, and I think Guacamelee did this as well. Uh, it just keeps your mind processing the world. You never stop thinking about the places you've been. So when you do get that new item, or you do get that new power, or whatever it is that allows you to go to places you weren't able to before, mm. your mind already thinking about things you've discovered, like you're already. Like you're saying, Eddie, like you're already listing the places that you know this thing can be used in. And it's just a lot of games, like I feel like a lot of games try to do that and they just get so caught up in themselves that you kind of forget what it is you were trying to do with this. Like there may have been somewhere that you've already been, but you don't really remember it um, because it doesn't like it doesn't keep you thinking about everything at once uh, as well as it should. Yeah, Uh, I think below uh, the new Kathy game coming to oh, yeah. Xbox One. Uh, I think that's 2014. I think so, too. Uh, that game, I'm really excited about. I love Super Brothers. Um, Sword and Sorcery is so much fun. Uh, similar, like, you know, everything we're saying right now applies to that game as well. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, Below has the makings of a game like that, that it could be just getting, you know, just this immersion in this world Um and just the design of it all, it's just, it, it's, it's so, it's kind of like, uh, um, you know, you feel so small. Like, it, it makes you feel so tiny in this game uh, when your character is, like, you know, a little blip on the screen, and there's just these, like, towering structures around you the whole time. Like, it has such an effective way of being, like, you know, oh, man, this is, like, this is, like, enormous, even though this is only a 2D game. Like, it just, it gives off that, that presentation of uh, exploration and, like, you know, really finding something big, even though yeah. it might not be. And also in Below, are we looking at roguelike elements in that game? Is it a roguelike? Yes, or it is it a is, roguelike. It is completely a roguelike. Yeah. Yes, that is awesome. I want more Metroidvania and more roguelikes, and I'll be super happy. <laughs> <laughs> it just gives me that distinct Dark Souls sort of feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Everything... Mm. Everything like you're has alone. its value in relation to <laughs> Dark Souls. I understand yeah. now. Actually, another game that that gives me a sort of similar feeling, and also um, coming back to what Dan said about Towerfall, you know, having being more accessible. Uh, so DayZ is now being built as a standalone game, mm-hmm. and it's in Steam Early Access, and it's going to be like not just not a mod of Arma. It's going to be a game. And I've been I've been checking out a lot about Daisy, and I'm I'm super excited to finally jump into that. I don't know if you guys have dabbled yet, or if you're even interested in in taking part. But uh, I'm curious, what do you guys think? I am not. I am not taking part in Daisy either. Uh, you know, I don't really know much about it. I mean, I know of it and in, in a little bit, but you can you can not pay me enough to play another zombie game right now. <laughs> Well, the yes. thing about it, though, is it feels like more of the interaction is between players in this world rather than rather than with zombies themselves. Unless I'm just imagining things and I really don't know what I'm talking about. No, but that just, might be the case. I'd, I'm probably just being obstinate and stupid about it, so that's fair. 
Yeah. But I mean, the, 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 what I get from what I gather about Daisy is you're in this sort of empty, but vast world. There are zombies. It's post zombie apocalypse. And everyone is essentially like Joel in the last of us. Right. So when you encounter people, there's, it's always a struggle. You know, you're, you're fighting for can openers. Um, you get a gun and you're like a God, but, <laughs> but you're, you're essentially scavenging through this world and, and doing all this exploration just in hopes of, you know, making it through to the next day. And that is like terrifying yet awesome. And, and I love terrifying yet awesome in my games. <laughs> so I want to jump in on that. However, I'm really put off by this whole steam early access thing. And it might be a different discussion, but why, why should I pay a developer to beta test to alpha test their game? Shouldn't they pay me? Yeah, you would think. <laughs> I mean, I we could talk about that another time, but, but Daisy is in that position right now. And, and it just, I'm not ready to jump in on a game and pay for it to beta test. Mm, no. That's what he'll pay. Coming back, though, to Nintendo, we missed one. We missed a game that Nintendo's uh, bringing out in 2014, Mario <laughs> Kart 8. You just said it. You just said Mario. Yeah. No, not Mario. Mario. That's what you said. I can't tell the difference. Say it again. Mario. Mario. Yeah, both are wrong. <laughs> no, I disagree. Mario is correct. All right. Ah. No. Okay. That so, is wrong. The, the Italian pronunciation is Mario. Mario. Right. So. Mario. So. Englishified, it's either Mario, which is like saying ricotta cheese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, it's ricotta. No, exactly. No, it's not ricotta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go eat some spaghetti. Spaghetti, <laughs> some spaghetti, spaghetti. And the thing is, have some you know, It's an Italian word. It is. The highest concentration of Italian Americans are in the Northeast. True. And the the language has developed in such a way that it's spoken as Mario because that's how people talk. It's Mario. Look, I have an uncle Mario. I okay. Okay. Mario. But but I cannot but, tell the distinction between the two words you're saying. You said Mario and then what's the other one? It sounds just like Mario. Yeah, you're saying Mario. Right. That's what I that's what I'm hearing when that's you say ah, ah, Josh. And Mario. I say Mario like at the sound of at Listen, it Ma is technically the year of Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> so Mario Kart Eight <laughs> is coming out in twenty fourteen. I don't I don't know what that game is. I'm sorry. So what do you Ma do? Mario Kart Eight <laughs> is coming out in twenty fourteen. <laughs> and uh it looks pretty good. We actually played it at E three and I, I was pretty excited. It felt good, right? Dan, you played, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, that's the one that has like the grab, like you can do upside down and yeah, yeah, gravity. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about Super Mario Galaxy. I said yeah. that like that for you, Josh. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Josh, let me ask you this: How do you feel about Yoshi's New Island? I actually had that down here, in my list of games that I'm looking forward to. Okay, cool. Um, I, I know that some people are, are not happy with it, but they've not really been able to articulate to me why it doesn't seem like it's going to be good. 
Actually, I think the, the guy that directed the first, well, maybe Miyamoto directed the first one, but somebody who was involved intimately with the, with the original game is also working on this game. Cool. So I, I think it looks good. Uh, how do you feel about it? I want to know if Mario is in it. <laughs> I think it's Baby Mario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. A baby a Mario. I'm also, you know what? I'm pumped for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which we also played at E3, but not necessarily because it's just more of the same thing, which is good, which is good. But they are bringing back Donkey Kong Country 2 music. Like the, the t- not the exact tunes, but, okay, do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say the music from Donkey Kong Country 2? Absolutely, too? I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, one of the greatest soundtracks in video game history. They have, they have that kind of feel, bringing it back, as opposed to, like, all the stupid, like, big band horn stuff that they've been doing. <laughs> They're also bringing back uh, Dixie, right? Is this the first game? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so now you have a, another hover character, and you can Dixie's play Cranky, and you can play Funky... And then yep. all the Kongs. Yep, all the all the Kongs. Maybe Candy shows you up. Play Candy though. That's what I need to know. Well, is that a make or break for you? It is a make or break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that answer. But the music is awesome. I'm, I'm actually going to send you guys a link so that you can listen to it after the podcast because it's mm-hmm. that good. It's that cool. So um, another game, not Nintendo, but sort of in a similar vein that I'm looking forward to this year. I think it's Cappy. Super Time Force? Yes. Yeah, it is. Check it out in 2013, but... Yeah. Uh, My that looks, goodness. It looks super neat. I'm when I played that, I was I was like hooked. For I, I meant yeah. to stop and play for like five minutes, and I was there for like a half hour. Yeah. It's like, this should never end. I played it at PAX, like at the end of the day, and <laughs> like nobody was around, and all the developers were like leaving to like go out for the night. And, like, I was the only person playing at their booth. And they're like, hey, man, uh, we got to head out. Do you mind leaving? And I was like, oh, uh, I'm with the press. Is this cool? I'm with the press. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, I'll watch things. it for you. You guys go get a beer. I'll be here. I'll, I'll take care of it. Like, I'm with the Vatican. I got Holy Rome credentials. Don't worry about it. I just kept saying Mario to them, and they didn't understand. <laughs> They got it. So uh, there's another one uh, that I'm looking forward to, which I, I don't really know a lot about yet, other than it looks pretty nice. It's the um, Broken Age from Tim Schafer and Double Fine, and it's a point-and-click game. And I, uh, pretty much I think they, they had a trailer at E3, or maybe it was something later. Maybe it was... Uh, it was later. It was the Euro... Uh, whatever that thing is in Germany. yeah. Maybe that's where they showed it, but it's uh, it looks nice. I don't know a lot about it, but it looks like it involves a boy and a girl, but they don't seem to be um, connected in their stories, at least at the start. I think I think they're leading parallel lives. I think that's that was like the key, the phrase that they used. Yeah. So the girl's going to be sacrificed, and she like fights it, and then this kid, the boy, is on a spaceship. Uh, so I don't know. It's weird and they somehow interconnect (laughs) i think the the beef with this though is that they were riding this awesome tide of goodwill to get the thing started you guys know about this i'm sure and then at some point yeah so they got three million bucks they initially asked for not three million (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, and then they go back maybe mm, a couple months ago, four months ago, something like that. And they're like, we can really use some more money to finish this. And the fact of the matter is games cost a lot of money to make, so it shouldn't be a surprising thing. But man, they lost all that goodwill. <laughs> yeah, and they what did they ask for? Like half of what half of that original something? Account? Yeah. So they're like a yeah, whatever. God. It's so it's just not it's just not gonna ride on that alone anymore. <laughs> right. Whereas before it could have been like this cool exemplar of here's what happens when you trust gamers to make the decisions kind of thing. So well, so is uh is double fine. Are they only using the money they got from the Kickstarter, or are they using any of their own capital for that? I don't know. Good question. I don't know. I don't know. So, a couple other games that we haven't mentioned yet. Infamous Second Son. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Nobody interested in that. The Witcher 3. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's Uh, definitely up there. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's what's wrong with Infamous? I, <laughs> I was waiting for someone to like. Stop. I didn't mean to just kill that discussion. And he was, was stunned. <laughs> he was literally stunned. Um, I'm excited about Infamous. I don't know. I don't, it's coming out in February, right? I think that's right. It's soon. Yeah, it comes yeah. out next month. Um, I won't be able to play it because I don't have a PS4. But I don't know. I'm Insomniac. They're or not Sam, what am I saying? Insomniac. Sucker Punch. You know, they're... Did you guys not like the first two Infamous games? It's so hot and cold on it. I, I feel like they were overrated. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I just, I think you just... You, they, they have a niche. Right? They seem to be so much more than they actually were. I think that was... That's that, fair. I, yeah, I can understand that. You mean with, like, the the decision-making and, the, and those types of things? Like There, just, there were... There were lofty goals. Yeah, that didn't pan out. In I agree with that. Um, that. That sort of soured me. I think I'm more. I'm more excited. I think like the primary raw reason I'm excited for Infamous right now is how kinetic it looks and just. It does. I'm, that's true. I'm excited to see like what the processing power of the PS4 is able to put out, you know, because I feel like this game will be like, you know, like, like I go was like the PS2's introduction to be like, Hey, this is what we can do with this machine. Yeah. Um, not that this will be on the same level as that, but I think that like, this will be one of those games that, uh, people look back on as like the first notch in the belt of the PS4. Like this is what we're able to achieve with this system at the moment. Sure. Well, and, um, from what I've seen in the demo, which is not necessarily indicative, but they start messing around with some destructible environments, destructible yeah. buildings, uh, physics-based, you know, sort of not not too dissimilar from Red Faction Armageddon, which is one of my favorite games of the last generation, uh, for the reason that it's essentially uh, Angry Birds blown yeah, up. Yeah, because going, going out of building it's just a, a hammer... Right, it's just a big physics game, and you get to just play in this physics yeah, world absolutely. and just destroy everything. And there's a good reason for it. And it seems like Infamous Second Son is sort of riding that same tide of like rebellion, social unrest, destroy you know, destroy the man. Uh, and that makes sense then if it feeds into this context of well, it's about destruction and destruction of the environment and property. But I don't know that it's going to capitalize on that. So it's sort of up in the air. Um, how about we t- uh, touched on Witcher Three? Eddie said you were pumped. Oh about yeah, that. The, it the looks Witcher incredible, right? The is, visually is just 
it's probably my most anticipated next gen title after seeing it e- seeing it at E3. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to you know go through this this very finely crafted world and delve into this lore and just you know play with all the different mechanics. And I can understand people just being totally blah about it, you know, considering it's you know some it's some fantasy game. But uh, I'm really into it, and I think that this development team has proven themselves to be super talented in terms of crafting a world and a narrative and and having some real synergy between those elements um yeah witcher the series is a little like game of thronesy because it's fantasy but it's very adult Mm -hmm. right like you you would not appreciate or you should not play any of the witcher games if you are a child no you know, unlike unlike like Lord of the Rings, you're like Lord of the Rings is like all generations, anyone can get behind that, whatever. But The Witcher and like Game of Thrones, like you can only be a certain kind of older nerd to enjoy those things, you know. So yeah. it's it's definitely a, sort of a niche, a niche sure. piece. Um, Final Fantasy 15 slated for this yeah, year. Yeah, finally. Um, I'm actually I am I'm the E3 trailer rekindled my interest in it. I don't know. I honestly do do not expect it to come out in 2015. Um, we'll see. No. Yeah, I don't. Uh, 2014. It'll. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2014. Um, I don't expect it to come out in 2014 at all. I don't expect it to come out in 2015. To be honest. Oh goodness. Um, but yeah, I think that I I haven't I've been so uninterested in the in the Final Fantasy franchise uh, since 12. Like 13 did nothing for me. All the sequels I have no interest in. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to like actually get back into the Final Fantasy franchise to get back into JRPGs because um, it's it's weird because like I feel like that interest laid dormant for so long like both that and Kingdom Hearts three I was excited about like right at the end of what 2006 2005 is when those came out um, so like my interest in those like just kind of faded away and then once they showed me two trailers for, you know, those games, immediately I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to play these, obviously. Like, this is this is going to happen. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll see when they actually finally are released. I don't really have much hope for 2014, though. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, anybody else excited for that? I know if Jason and Mike were here, they would be talking about <laughs> those games. That game I'm excited that they're just calling it Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, not Dream Drop <laughs> But it has the number. <laughs> Yeah. 358 over 24 yeah. hours. Mist of Dawn. Something <laughs> weird like that. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like something they would say. I don't know. Josh, that's too normal. Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, the stick of truth. How yeah. about that? How about, how about South Park? Yeah. Everybody in South Park? I'm um, excited for that because it's like simple. It's like a plain old RPG, but it has South Park. Yeah, it's just a South Park episode, elongated. I, think, I um, mean, the, the question is, can they keep the gags up for that long? Yeah. You know what it reminds me of, though? It kind of feels like a Paper Mario game. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Something now, like um, I don't expect it to be as good as Paper Mario, but... Are you, like, an apologist for Paper Mario? Is that... What do I have to apologize for? No, apologist yeah. means, like, you <laughs> argue for with reason. It's yeah, like yeah, no, right. Um... Yeah, no, I, I well, we'll leave Super Paper Mario out of that and Sticker Star. Oh, I love that game. 
You like Super Paper Mario? Sure. The one it, I mean, Wii. it was it wasn't bad, but it it wasn't the it wasn't what I was wanting. Yeah. Um, the first two games were incredible. So well, yeah, are we, are we including Mario RPG in that, or is that? Yeah, that kinda... I, I kind of include that as part of like the Mario and Luigi games a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, all of those are pretty similar actually. Um, in, yeah, term, in terms of like their writing and, and that kind of thing. I guess it's, yeah. they're not made of paper in that game. True. It's sort of, it's sort of another another podcast entirely, but none of those games can even shake a stick of truth at oh Super Mario RPG. That game <laughs> unchallenged in the world of well, RPGs. Yeah. Unchallenged. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> Anyone? Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Anyone? What? Uh, which one is that? It's an uh, upcoming action RPG. I don't even know what you're talking about. Do I? Okay. <laughs> That's not Moving even a game. On. Evil Within. <laughs> Evil Within. Anyone? Sure. Horror game coming up. Sure. That's Bethesda. Shinji Mikami. I'm all about yep. that. Yeah. Okay. I want to cool. get ripped back into that real horror. <laughs> I wasn't impressed by the latest uh, Amnesia. And uh, what was the other one? Outlast was, was pretty cool, but kind of like wore off halfway through. Really? Eddie, are, are you like a sadist or something? <laughs> no, I just I like horror games. <laughs> no, no, I, I like I like uh, uh, feeling something. Eddie, I got a horror game for you. What? It's it's uh it's relatively <laughs> new. Uh, it's pretty well developed. It's called Resident Evil Six. <laughs> um, okay. It, it's got. Is it, is it real scary? It's got so many. It's got all the scares. How yeah. many? <laughs> how many? What's the scare per pixel? Uh, I would, I would, Count. I would say like, like thirty-seven. Good. <laughs> I don't know. You might not be getting your money's worth there. <laughs> it's on a global we're, scale. We're leaving here. a lot out here in terms of uh, zombie games. Well, yep. not really. Dying light. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking Walking Dead, though. We have the rest uh, okay. of the season coming for Walking Dead, yeah, and yeah. then the other two from Telltale. What about uh, Game of Thrones? Thrones. Is that is that yeah. coming this year and Tales from know. the Borderlands? I don't, is that I don't coming think this it's, year? Uh, I don't think it's this year. It's a long year. They've Can you guys, like, when you think, I mean, I, as far as I know, there haven't been any screenshots or anything of Game of Thrones. When you think of a Telltale Game of Thrones game, what do you imagine in your head? Because I keep trying to imagine, like, a cel-shaded, like, Eddard Stark, like, you know, hanging out with conversation trees, and it just doesn't work for me. So I'm wondering, <laughs> like, what do you guys think? I, yeah, I mean, they did it with Walking Dead, and it was sort of initially a weird concept at first, but it grew on us, right? I think they yeah, have to make no, that absolutely, happen. absolutely. I think My they have to approach is, it differently. I think that's the problem is we're sort of putting our rubric for The Walking Dead on top of Game of Thrones. Sure. And it would be a huge problem if they did that, too, but I'm going to well, go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt. It's not only Walking Dead, though. I mean, you know, many tale kept tell games are like that. I mean, Back to the Future. Right, but Walking Dead was essentially like where they were wanting to go. Right. right. They did yeah. all these other ones so that they could get to the end product, which was The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us now. Uh, but I, th- I think that if they're smart, they will approach it as its own property and its own kind of game. They're not going to try to just do Walking Dead 2 the well, Game of Thrones Are they going to use the characters that we're all very familiar with, or are they do they have license to invent characters mm. in that world? <clears throat> well, and follow I mean, that story like they did with Walking Dead, obviously. I would think that they would probably create up their own story. I mean, uh, 
I mean, otherwise, I, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like, I guess, uh, it would, it would, to me, it seems like it would be difficult to, to create a brand new story with characters you're already familiar with. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not, not canon, just, you know? it's not even just difficult. You just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> right? you're going to have so much stuff that wouldn't be, I mean, I don't know if they're worried about canons or not, but not canons plural, by the way. I think that came out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. They are um, very. very <laughs> <laughs> Boom! It's just all the guys in Telltale, like between the blinds, like there he is. There's like one guy in a Civil War general's outfit. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, let's put in a cannon. Like he's like like they're like at the pitch meeting, and the guy's like, "Yeah, this is good, but we need more cannons. You got we got some cannons over there." <laughs> Oh man. But anyway, no, I I think it'll be uh all new all new characters, all new story and everything. Yeah. Okay, so if each of you had to choose one of The Walking Dead, The Wolf Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, or Game of Thrones, which one of those four are you most excited about from Telltale? Uh well, I'm already invested so much in The Walking Dead. Um, okay. I, and to be honest, like I don't know much about Game of Thrones. I read the first book. Um, and this like not you to be still, all, you know less about it now. <laughs> not to be all hipster about it, but I read it like back before it became like a whole thing. Uh, you know, so I, I didn't read any more than that. I didn't wait, read wait, wait, you know, wait. the first book. Wait, Greg, can you let Josh borrow your glasses and your <laughs> and your lumberjack shirt for a second and your uh, beard? No, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I don't know what you guys are talking about. What is this hipster? You speak of? Okay, I don't know. I need some skinny jeans. I'm gonna go listen to some bands you never heard of and drink PR. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh but uh, but yeah, so I, I don't I don't know enough about that world to. I mean, it looks cool, but you know, I'm not not that into it yet. So I'm I'm going Walking Dead. Okay. Um, having recently, I only played the first episode of. Well, I guess the only first episode's the only thing out, but. I think Wolf Among Us uh, is one I'm most excited for. I'm, I mean, obviously, you know, Telltale is going after these these cannons. This this they're going after these stories with like a you know a very large mythology with you know with Game of Thrones and with um, the Wolf Among Us. You know, using fairy tales as its base. Um, I think I'm just I think the Wolf Among Us is like the most original um in terms of like the characters and what they're doing with them and the issues they're dealing with with those characters and it's just such a dark twisted thing that they're doing with it at the moment from what what issues i haven't played it what issues are they dealing with i mean they just deal with like murder and drugs and rape and uh and they're using like snow white and the the huntsman as like you know their their vehicles to get these across um (laughs) And just like, you know, like, uh, you know, obviously I haven't, I don't know what they're going to do with it going out from here, but it's developed from the comic book, um, forgetting the name of the comic book. Fables. Fables, thank you. Uh, which I haven't Cannon. read, but I've heard is also very good. So I think, I think that's what I'm most excited about. I would have to agree with that. I, uh, I was going to say Tales from the Borderlands just because I feel like it's super open-ended and they could, it's just anything post-apocalyptic that they feel like doing. But I a think that that's going to be the least well received, and b have really gotten into the the darkness of the wolf among us. Because I'm a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Um, anyone big on either Mad Max or Dying Light? Those Mad Max, just... yeah, I'm interested in. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not interested in Mad Max at all, honestly. Huh? No. Um, I think I don't know. Like, I think I'd rather just wait for Fallout Four and like. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot like those same like Borderlands Rage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, rage. But especially. it's it's where it all came from. It's Mad Max. It's right. like the source yeah. material for all those games. But it looked cool. The game looked cool. We saw it. it. Pretty neat. Yeah. I I don't know how it's gonna play. I the think combat. It, you know what we didn't see? We, we didn't see like the sinew. We didn't see all of the the stuff that happens between the stuff that happens. You know. Yeah, yeah. What it what attaches the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it just like vertical slices of like here's this now? Well, they showed here's some driving combat, here's some hand to hand combat, right. and that's all we have for now. Yeah. But so I think I think know? if they have like a cool, persistent open world or something, not like Rage, which is just like, hey, let's funnel you to the next, yeah, the next corridor so, shooter. I like the idea of really owning your vehicle, like you know, becoming attached. To, to this thing that, that takes you from place to place. It's sort of like your home on wheels across a uh, vast wasteland, the way that I expect it to work. Um, the, the customization of all that seems yeah. cool. I mean, expanding upon that, I think that leads me into my most anticipated game, which I'm actually not sure if it's coming out in 2014, but uh, No Man's Sky is... Oh, I'm here we go. Look, most looking oh, forward to. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, got all about that. Which, you know, it just it's one of those games that you hop in your, your you know in this your spaceship and you just go fly around and discover things. Um and it's um you know, it, it's real time uh I forget the word of it now, when it generates things as procedural. Yeah, procedural thank you, thank you. Um and I think it just looks I mean if if it actually if the finished product is as good as the, the trailer was, um I'll be amazed because it's such a small team uh, working on it, but it just seems like their ambitions are exactly in line with what I would want from like that type of game. Um, just going around and just like discovering planets and like claiming them like, Hey, look, I mean, I just found this one today. It's like, it's like FTL, but larger and in 3d and with uh, a more expansive world. Yeah. You know, people kind of lost their friggin' minds over that trailer and I just, I kind of feel like I need to see a little bit more before I can really get super en- enthusiastic about it. Like, I want to see exactly how it works in practice. Like, why am I going to be having fun here? You know, uh, am I, do I sound like a curmudgeon or? No, I don't think so. It, has Rhyme come out for PS4 yet? Or is that still on the horizon? Anyone I don't even know what that Rhyme? is. What is that? What Rhyme, R-I-M-E. What is that? It's not out yet. No. So what do we actually know about Ron at this point, besides that it looks like Nico? <laughs> that, that would be nothing. That's the note. We know about that note. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, you know what we do know? We do know that Fumito Ueda said that we're going to get an update on Last Guardian soon. No, come on. Yeah. On Hell yeah. It's the update big. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. The update that is totally like, redesigned for the next You guys can keep buying us sandwiches. We'll keep hanging out in this room. <laughs> that we're making Last Guardian. <laughs> 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 
just, I, their, it's just their big sandwich con. That's all. When that game is. drops, there's just going to be a crater in the game. <laughs> there, there better be. All I'm imagining now is just a group of people just sitting in a room. You want, you want roast beef? <laughs> <laughs> he wants roast beef. I'll take, I'll take turkey. Yeah, turkey sounds good. I'll take turkey. <laughs> What about Uncharted 4? Are we expecting to see that in 2014? No way. No. What is no, that? I mean, that team, that team wasn't working on The Last of Us. Yeah. Really? Uh, but, I mean, okay, so, so we're, we're probably going to get a trailer. We're probably going to get a trailer in March, maybe maybe at E3, maybe before E3. We might get something. Um, I mean, do you think they would release it in, in fall? It's possible. Well... Maybe we'll get an announcement. Maybe. I would, I mean, they'd have to announce it soon, wouldn't they? I mean, you know what? I forget. I forget now that the video game industry—you you never get a game like within a year of hearing about it. So, well, I think it's we can't. We literally nothing that we haven't heard of this year, or nothing that we haven't already heard of will come out this year. That right. seems to be what it's like in terms of AAA. If we hear about a game, we're going to get two years later. But it would be nice if it wasn't like that anymore, and we could get like a Beyonce game. Ooh, Beyonce game. No, you know, but you know I, what I mean? I, Just drop the album on that yeah. day. No, I'm with Oh, you. okay. I didn't get that reference. I, I would not reference. be horribly surprised if Naughty Dog made another Jack and Daxter game. Which were Uncharted 4? I, I would not be surprised if Naughty Dog said, hey, we want to do something a little bit more lighthearted, more adventure for a while. Yeah. Until they make The Last of Us 2. Right. Which is totally lighthearted. It'll be a comedy. <laughs> it'll be a light comedy. Yeah. It'll really be a blomedy, I think. Blomcom. <laughs> it's going to be like another Medea game. It'll be... All right, so I've got, I've got two more games <laughs> that, that we have to talk about. Probably the biggest games of the year, maybe. Destiny and Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you guys think about these games. Are you are you looking forward to them? What do you think is going to have more impact on you as a player, on on the gaming community, and on gaming in general? I think I got to know more about Destiny. Um, yeah, I, it, There's a lot out there. I, yeah, kind of. I don't know. I just feel like I, I was looking for stuff uh, recently, and I just I feel like I'm completely uninformed on it. I mean, I know it's sort of the whole. MMO thing, but I don't know. Um, I, I know that with Titanfall, that's pretty much just like um, online multiplayer always. I mean, it doesn't really have any MMO aspect up to it, does it? No, it's it's basically your standard online multiplayer. It's Call and of Duty. I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of butthurt about that a little bit. Like, <laughs> why don't I have a single player campaign? Yeah. Why can't? Why can't I run around in a mech and wreck stuff? It's so probably rough. because they know that 95% of the people who are going to buy it don't care about single player. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Those types, for me, I don't, I, I don't really play online competitive multiplayer games. Um, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big first-person shooter guy. I mean, Titanfall looks... The, the gameplay looks uh, tremendous. Like It looks like a very involved game um, that's taking the first-person shooter into another level of, you know, of gameplay with, with the Titans, everything like that. But I just, it doesn't really grab my attention. It's not something that, like, I'm dying to play. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not trying to go out and buy an Xbox One just to play it. Like, I, sure. 
You know, it's just it's not something it's not something I look for. Um, but is this going to be like that defining early uh, console cycle release that sort of tells you know the the Xbox One? Is know, this going to be Xbox One's Halo? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, oh. yeah. <clears throat> I don't. Uh, maybe I think a lot of people. I mean, as big as the multiplayer was for uh, Halo, I mean, I think a lot of people actually did care about its story. Um, and that was a big, big thing for it, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be like Halo. I think it's going to be more like the new Call of Duty. Um, well, yeah, well, that see, works too. Yeah, see, the thing the thing that I, I like about Halo, the thing I think that Halo, uh, that made Halo Halo was it, it its world and its its character, um, being able to, you know, make making Master Chief into Master Chief, you know, it, there was an identity with it, with that character, Sure. Uh, and I think that Titanfall, from what I've seen so far, you really you feel like, you know, um, you're just another you're just soldier. another nameless soldier. Yeah. You know, in another robot running around a battlefield, there's it doesn't seem to be like anything that differentiates each like each player from one another. Uh, right, but that works really well in games like Call of Duty. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's about being in that function, you know, as a soldier, you know in military combat. Right. So my, um, my question is, does this game sort of marry the more sci-fi kind of plot with, with more militaristic, almost, you know, kind of modern day real world um, understanding of these, these uh, military conflicts? Will it be able to grab people from both camps and become like a mega hit? Does it, does it really matter that it's infinity Ward? Like, is that, is that name at the forefront enough to to get you know Joe Schmo Gamer Joe the Plumber Gamer? <laughs> Are you talking about Respawn? Th- that's what I meant. Yeah, Respawn. Being that they're from. No, uh, that's that name does not have cachet outside of no, like game right. journalism. And um, I would have to imagine if anyone's going to make the next Halo, it's the people who made the first Halo who are currently making Destiny, right? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I would think yeah, that yeah, they're. Yeah. They they got the lock on that magic stick. Well, uh, I think that's the more ambitious game. Yes, for sure. It's the flashier. I mean, it, it's to me it stands out more. It's not the same old drab, you know, black and brown that the Titanfall looks like it's going to be. And I think that kind of like uh, to me that kind of means something because like when I I mean obviously this is its own own new thing. But when you look at Call of Duty games, just to look at them, can you tell which is which? And I think that, you know, with uh, Destiny, that's that really stands out visually. I mean, people are going to remember what that is when they see it. Yeah, I mean, they certainly have a real appreciation for the art of it and the and the sort of the breathtaking moments that you have in games like Fallout 3 when you step outside of the vault and there's just this world that is before, you know, wow, right? And so yeah. I think that they have, a, it seems like, a lot of that. It's like you step out into something, you land on a planet, and then all of a sudden, it's whew, here's the opportunity. But like, see, for me, for me, I guess like the one thing I would want Destiny to be similar to you know the, the other games we've been talking about this entire time, you know, similar to to No Man's Sky and to Below and things like that. I don't want it to just fall into you know corridor shooter with like. A sure. very pretty backdrop. Like that's not that doesn't do anything for me. Like okay, if you're gonna take the time to make this universe, like I hope I'm able to like really go into the nitty gritty, like 
bits of it and find things that like other players may not have even thought about going to find. Um, like that's like, like what? What? What would you want to find? I don't know. Like just I guess like you know um, things to discover like like caves or, or you know bi- uh, bits of the planet that may not have been like people wouldn't think to go check out. Um, like doing oh sure so there's some content that's intentionally there but it's not like a quest it's not like right, a raid right, right. it's not okay cool cool I think that that's just like what I'm interested in I don't know if that's what the game is you know obviously I am I don't really know much about it so I don't know if that's what it's aiming for but that's kind of what I would be intrigued by yeah I'm yeah. I'm more compelled by a Skyrim than I am by a a rage yeah exactly okay, yeah, absolutely yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think yeah, Skyrim, Oblivion, like those. You know, the, the, what's fun about those games is just the hours you could spend walking around and just like walking up a mountain or whatever, and just finding like things to do there. Like that's what I did when I first played GTA V. I just like started driving around Los Santos and like driving up the mountains just to see what was there. Because um, you know, I feel like those are like the things that people took time to make, and not everyone's going to go explore. And it, I just feel like it's kind of wasted if you don't. And I just, I like appreciating as much as you can of, of a game that's given to you, you know, try to find as much as you can of it. So are we expecting Destiny then to, to be sort of lopsided in its distribution of MMO elements versus shooter elements and, and not to see as much of the open MMOs sort of thing that we kind of want? I don't want to say, I don't want to, you know, uh, accuse the Throw your expectations <laughs> out there now. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, like, make judgments on it without really knowing much about it yet. Um, I'm just, I guess, like, that's what I'm hoping. I hope that there is a balance between those two. Because, you know, as as we've said, you know, this is from the guys from Halo, so it, it, I feel like it could, it could focus more on the shooting and the um, the action aspects more than the actual scope of it. Um, which I just hope isn't the case. True, and we just we brought up something that we didn't mention. The Elder Scrolls Online is coming out too. I forgot That's definitely about that. going to be a little, yeah. little bit more MMO for sure. Are you guys gonna? I mean, sound like we're all Elder Scrolls fans in in some capacity. Is that something that we're willing to dive into? I'd probably be more willing to dive into, uh, but this is because pro- I've also played some of it. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, which is coming to the PS4. Yeah. But, I don't know. Anything with the subscription, I'm immediately like, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, a, that's an ex- a subscription. And I mean, is, that, is it going to keep a subscription, or is that going to end after, like, six months? Yeah, Are they going to go free to play? I don't know. Uh, I, don't yeah, know I mean, they never want to tell you, because then the people who who are buying it at first are like, yeah. come on! <laughs> It's going to feel like almost with anything now that that is going to be like an ongoing subscription type thing. I don't if I'm going to, you know, commit myself to that, I don't really have enough time to commit to commit myself to anything else. Um, exactly. Exactly. You know, and as, as great I as those games like might be, I just I, I can't I can't do it. Uh, when I was in high school, um, sure, because like I just I played pretty much all the time. But uh, you know, what it is? it's like. I hate feeling compelled to play. It's almost like going to a buffet and you get that like fourth plate just because you paid and you, you want to get as much as you can out of it. I always feel like 
I'm going to want to play like every second of every day. If I'm hanging from one place in script, like, shove a shrimp right. in your pocket. Like, Let's get out of here, Rex. Like, I've got to stay logged on or I'm going to get gypped. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Is there anything that we particularly, particularly don't want out of 2014? Is there something you're emphatically against? Yeah. Ah, okay. Fair. Yeah. They're, going, uh, they're going to continue. DLC. Yeah. We'll, we'll be ever forward. And, no more on-disc DLC. Oh, that is the stupidest thing ever. But that'll continue as well. I'd be happy with no more new consoles. I would, too. <laughs> Just leave it. I would absolutely yeah. be okay. I don't want to get rid of my PS3. Like, I, oh. <laughs> like I don't want uh, to launch. Yeah, As someone, what? Let's look forward to the day that Nintendo announces that they're out of the console game. No, no, strictly on. No, no, they're going to focus on handhelds, but they're going to develop for the other two consoles. No, that's stupid. I don't like it. Boo. <laughs> and with that, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're curious to hear what anyone else is looking forward to. For 2014, so tweet at us at GamerNode. Um, you can even email versusnode at, well, that's V-S-N-O-D-E, at GamerNode.com. Um, rate, like, subscribe, all those good things on iTunes. We're on Stitcher also, which is super cool. If you haven't fallen into the Apple environment completely. Oh, man, I need um, to do that. Yeah. We need to get on Stitcher. And, uh, you know, hit up GamerNode, check out all our new reviews and news and all that good stuff. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And thanks, guys, for for coming on and talking about 2014. We're looking forward to it. For sure. Yay. Absolutely. All right. Adios. This is Versus Node 50. Peace out. Cannons. <laughs> yes. Many, many cannons.